0: Hey guys, it's Oscar here. Um, We thought we would do this cool idea, maybe it's cool, I don't know, Uh, where I send in a little voice clip every week so that people are still getting my Chelsea take and I'm at at least somewhat present on the pod so I'm currently recording this. Um, We did want to keep it short so I do have a 30-second timer up in front of me so that I can limit myself uh, despite the fact that I just used 20 seconds to introduce this. But anyway, here is your one-shot 30-second timer Chelsea take. And go. Uh, first of all, in terms of the ownership of the club and Roman sort of kind of sort of handing it off to other people given the Ukraine situation, that seems like a bunch of legal bullshit. And if they're coming after the club, they're going to get the club probably. And honestly, we're built on blood money, so fair enough. Um, it's a weird and confusing and upsetting time to be a Chelsea fan. As far as the soccer goes, we played two games without Lukaku up front. Uh, really good in the Champions League. Amazing game against Liverpool. Disappointed to lose, but always nice to play a really good game against a really good team. I had a blast watching it. And if we're going to be looking like last year, Here's Chelsea with Havertz up front. Then yay. 30 seconds. I'll see you guys next week. Love you all. Oh, and anyone affected by the Ukraine situation. I'm sending love and good vibes and hoping everybody's safe your way. Um, Hang in there. And I love you all. Bye.
1: the storm hold your head up high and don't be afraid of Kepper twatting you in the face with penalty <laughs> kicks welcome to the miles offside podcast ladies and gentlemen where we took a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense i am chucky b up in the limousine hanging pictures on my wall every saturday mr magic molly Mall, and with me as ever is super producer ian lord Stimson. how the devil are you sir yeah very well how, how are you chuck more importantly Well, I feel like my lyrical verbal diarrhoea is very much belying the uh, terror, as it were, that is uh, filling the world at the moment Um, as much as we can put a shine on it without joking. It is quite um, scary, mixed, horrible times. Um, Yeah. So, football, (laughs) yay! But your
2: lyrics made me feel better, so, you know. You're welcome,
1: (laughs) whatever... Mm I don't know, Zippo lighter worth of light I can cast in this dark shadow we find ourselves is good. Yeah. Um, you've already heard from uh, one of our co-hosts, Oscar, there. As we said before, he's going to be kind of missing due to some work commitments uh, at the moment. Do you think still... we should
2: make up something every week about what he's doing? Like, what,
1: like pretend he's some sort of secret service? I
2: don't know, just yeah maybe but yeah just, oh, he's gone this... with
1: he's gone with elon musk to keep the international space station in the sky is that what this you're week? trying to get at yeah, yeah this week. like and then
2: next week he's extracting semen at an endangered alpaca farm i'd I, I'm spitballing.
1: Sure, yeah, you know, we can workshop that. Um, <laughs> I was going to go along the lines of different Bond plots potentially, but sure, we very quickly um, moved to alpaca semen. Um, <laughs> speaking of alpaca semen, segue, I guess. <laughs> uh, the championship. Uh, we don't want to talk about Peter, do
2: we? No, it is a done deal now. Let's not pretend. Um, new manager.
1: 90, 98% for relegation. 98 <laughs> as yep. much as that, as you would
2: say. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we we are relegated. That is, it's basically done. Um, Grant McCann is our new manager and uh, there was a rich, creamy bowls of narrative uh, were ready to be uh, poured out because okay. obviously Grant McCann was sacked by Hull and uh, we played Hull at home uh, for his first match and lost 3-0. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, it's, it's bad times uh, but it, Look, if we resign ourselves to the fact we're in League One, I'm happy we've got a manager who topped League One last year when we didn't. So, you know, it's. Right. What can you do?
1: in a way um i mean the main thing that you need to keep your eyes on in the next couple of weeks is of course um as as ever birmingham city having a uh, big blues dildo protest um so if you are Sorry. interested Sorry, please uh, <laughs> take a look on the twitter get the biggest dildo you can find and throw it onto the pitch at st andrew's in the 69th minute of the game against hull what? on the 12th of march what are they protesting uh do, 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 the bigger the dildo and the more we can get, the bigger impact it has calling these owners dicks. Um so anyone who is in the Birmingham area, please meet at the George at one thirty on the day to compare dildos and can construct a plan.
2: Hang on, I thought the plan had already been established. We throw no, dildos no, on the
1: no, Collect dildos? Question mark. Profit. This yeah. is how it works. Um, so if we do have any fans in the Midlands area, um, please get we yourself. Do. We do to, have uh, yeah, yeah, we do uh, Um Yeah, we do. I don't think we've got Birmingham City fans, but you know, I'm sure. Maybe speak to a friend. Maybe a friend can send a dildo. Maybe we can send a mop, mop dildo. Uh, maybe we can get a bit of branding. Bit of branding. Bit of a big old, big old green dildo with mop on it. Um, I wonder if we can get a ticket. I wonder yeah. if we can get a ticket. <laughs> Shall we go? Should we go? This would be great. Should we dress up as dildos and, and pitch oh, invade? God. It doesn't matter if we get banned from St. Andrews. It's fine. No, that's irrelevant. It's fine. I, I didn't <laughs> want to go anyway. But, you know, if it's going to be to throw but, a lot of
2: dildos. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to go and watch Birmingham City, but do I want to throw a dildo on a pitch? Fuck
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> this is it. Um, wow yeah I don't really know how we we pivot from that Segway, um, yeah. we aren't gonna do news um, that's what makes up for news this week um, <laughs> we, we don't really need to make our stance on the current global situation clear um, shouldn't need to. I- I- if anything shouldn't need to uh, there is much confusion in terms of the uh, how that relates to football at the minute with the Roman Abramovich situation where he has apparently handed stewardship over to the Chelsea charity to which yeah. the charity has said uh, yeah we're not doing Doing that we don't want to be a front and now that's being investigated as well
2: and there's been no transfer of ownership whatsoever so it no. literally means nothing it literally means nothing it,
1: it means nothing Um you could argue he doesn't really control anything anyway but it's all his money but yeah. the funny thing is I think that it's more that Chelsea now owe him a load of money so technically if it all gets frozen Chelsea are fine right is that how it works? Oh,
2: right. So, what? So no money in and out means, yeah. I suppose so. Like you say, there's a 1.5 billion in the hole to Roman. So, yeah. Suppose they, yeah, they win. Wow. I suppose
1: congratulations Chelsea FC on becoming <laughs> debt free I guess
2: um, Martin Lewis absolutely delighted with Chelsea there becoming <laughs> debt free good good stuff well done okay. well done chuck it all in oh. a <laughs> eye, sir.
1: chuck it all in um, of course across football we've had lots of great uh, showings of solidarity um, in particular in the Premier League anyway uh, Man United and Watford players linking together um, for pictures pre-match um, Everton and Man City obviously mm. coming out and, and, and a, and a beautiful moment as well between uh butali and alexander zinchenko uh similarly messages i saw at palace and and there was some stuff at the league cup final as well um so really just if if i don't know if we do or, or if you have any connections but our, our thoughts prayers heart soul everything go into you if uh, if in any way shape or form you have been affected um, by by the, the situation that is ongoing in Ukraine at the minute. And we are always here should you need to uh, speak to anyone, whether that be serious, whether that be DMs, whether it be private messages, or if you just want to laugh about potentially two blokes going to a team that they don't support, dressing up as dildos <laughs> and jumping on the pitch. I don't know. I'm just, just free-balling uh, here. But... Yeah. <laughs> Let's, let's talk about the fixtures. Uh, we had a few, uh, since we last recorded. We last recorded Sunday, Monday last week, I believe. And, uh, yeah, we had Burnley one, Spurs nil, Spurs off the back of, uh, of the uh, fairly comprehensively ish, if not in scoreline, if, uh, more on the pitch, beating Man City and then losing to Burnley in the most Spursy of Spursy and the most Burnley of Burnleyings. Um, in fact, e- oh no. Burnley done them on XG as well. Never mind. Oh, did they? Right, okay. Mm.
2: I genuinely don't know what it must be like to be a Spurs fan. It must be a fucking rollercoaster. Geoff, right in. How's your emotional state? Because you go from a Man City win to a Burnley 1-0 loss. Like, not not terrible. I mean, yes, it's t- it's not great to lose to Burnley, but it's not like 3-0 like Brighton suffered, letting you have that one, Chuck. Um, but Thanks, mate. Then... To go up and, and, and beat Leeds so comprehensively as well. Like, I'm a Peter fan, I know where I am. I know where I stand. I am mm. relegated. The, the, the hope and then the sort of the crash and then the hope. And it's it's all encompassed in Conte's reaction as well, where one minute he's saying he's not got the best players, but the best people. The best mm. people in there that he could possibly have. Then then saying, Oh, I, I, this is terrible, and I, I, I might be have to fall on my sword. I might be have to be the one that goes. And then beating leads, and it's all fine again. It's just, he's, I mean, we knew he was super emotional anyway, but is this just. It's got
1: a man fired. It's not very nice, is it? <laughs> it's not, not very yeah, nice. Yeah, Antonio, is it? if that's what's going to power you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I liken the Spurs at the minute to, it, it's sort of like when you go to a theme park and you've heard something good about a ride and you queue up for about an hour and a half and it's painful and then you get on the ride, it's not that good and it's over really quick and you think, <laughs> for fuck's sake, what was that all about? Specifically, I'm thinking of the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland Paris. If anyone's ever been on it, (laughs) it's it's really, really shit. But you queue for ages, it's it's so Um, bollocks. Um, Anyway, speaking of uh, waiting for ages, um, Palace done a win. Huzzah! Uh, 4 1. We mentioned this briefly on the FPL pod Um, 4 1 to Crystal Palace against Watford. Uh, But the XG tells a different story with Watford getting 1.1 and Crystal Palace 0.8 Is that A-choo-sh! right? Insert uh, Burnley of the Week jingle here Oh, they're better than they ought to be Burnley of the Week Thank you. Uh, <laughs> against Hodgson of all things, thank you very much. I will take that. Um, you know, going one ahead, then having Musa Sissoko equalise was uh, for his for his <laughs> first Watford goal was typical Palace, but then uh, Wilfred Zaha kind of turned it on uh, and, and carried us over. I um, thought
2: Hodgson was a bit. Prickly in his post matches <laughs> where well, he didn't like losing to Palace, did he?
1: Probably because he realizes where he is. <laughs> Watford is it's such a bad situation at Watford, but they'll yeah. just keep getting points against Man United. Um <laughs> we'll y- you know, they get beaten. No, no, this is it, because we don't really want to talk about it. Like four-one, <laughs> lose four-one to Palace, but then nil-nil at Old Trafford. Um Hodson hasn't lost in his last four visits to Old Trafford, that means. Um huh. I think it's two draws and two wins, uh, three with Palace and one with Watford. Um, um, That's and, an interesting and, stat, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I just think that the... The kind of the Watford of it all getting rid of um Cisco Munoz before I even got to make a thong song joke. Um <laughs> yeah, st- still upsets me. I thought I'd leave it for a few weeks, I've got a chance. Oh, um, it was a deliberate ploy as well. Sorry, mate, that's a yeah. shame. Yeah. Then getting Ranieri in, who <laughs> wasn't good before and shocking wasn't good then, and like back in with a few players, and then bring Hodgson in to steady what? I don't I don't there is no ship at this point, it's just a collection. <laughs> of fucking flotsam Mary in, in the channel um just bleak fucking bleak congratulations you're relegated um but yeah the, the palace side it was it was absolutely lovely just to get a result um even though we did i think the xg kind of belies the the situation there but then well, we
2: foster in gold just gave up uh, he wasn't was... even
1: putting his arms out Watch, watch Zaha's second and our fourth. He doesn't even put his... Like, he di- his whole body dives, but his yeah. arms don't go with him. Bless him. He's 38. <laughs> he
2: can't be expected to put his arms up at everything. You can't.
1: Not, for, not a goalkeeper of his yeah. age. He's got YouTube videos to worry about. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then, of course, just to take it as a twosome and clear the decks here, Palace followed that up with a one-all uh, against Burnley. 0.9 to Palace to 0.2 to Burnley. Uh, Milivojevic still playing mm. 40 seconds into the second half. Kick it into your own net. Thanks, mate, club captain.
2: So, so is it is I don't know, is being a Palace fan similar to being a Spurs fan in that you were sort of flirting with the one point a game relegation type stuff before a win and a draw and it f- feels a bit well, like you, you yeah. jumped up to 11th and then you draw against Burnley mm. I don't know where you are now but it, 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 it oh you were still 11th okay yeah, yeah. I just had a, I had a look you're still 11th it I don't know, it feels like highs and lows with, with Palace as well.
1: I kind of covered this with the other teams. Like When you look at your own team in isolation, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. But at every stage across the league this year, everyone's been falling over each other. Yeah. Uh, you've got four teams now in double figures for, for draws. Yeah. Um, you know you you go on one little tiny run i mean southampton like seven eight weeks ago were, were so awful and mm. now they're top half of the table newcastle were 80 something percent for relegation now they're 20 something um and and not even close to being i think they're like the sixth favorites now for relegation like yeah how, how quickly things change west ham were really great for ages then they were really shit and now they're okay but they're still in the hunt for top four as are Sp- spurs are still there arsenal are still there Wal- Wolves are somehow still there, even though they're the most awful team to watch in the fucking world. But unfortunately, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, so I think if you if you look at Burnley coming off a, a good run of form for them um, after, what was it, you know, they beat Tottenham, they beat Brighton, uh, only lost 1-0 to Liverpool, drew three games before that. Um, so I think in given the situation, you can say, like, yes, that's good. And playing... Burnley, Watford, Brentford, Norwich, and not losing one of those games is a a, a thing that is kind of required to happen as a minimum, um, I said, to kind of temper the expectations. But also only getting six points from those four games mm. is it's quite tough. But, you know, we had the Norwich penalty with uh, Zaha's slip, Brentford, we could have possibly got something more. You know, you get 10 points from those games, however many countless. I know it's very sticks in the wind here that every team has those those moments but you know i think if it, you have to look at the bigger picture as well and that is that we're still there in the mid table and so yeah fine
2: fair enough i mean it is the yet again the manner of the draw is not great is it because you know you've either this season you've said obviously you're in double figures for draws a lot of them have been as you covered last week in the last Minutes of either the first half or the second half, you know, lack of concentration, yep. whatever. Um, and then this and since one's... I brought
1: out the last the last two games, we haven't done that. We haven't conceded late right. in the first half. We haven't conceded late in the second half. Okay. Um, we did concede from a set piece against Watford, um, but it's been a little and this, while. And
2: this Burnley one was a, an own goal. I know you obviously uh, like to have a pop at Milivojevic, and quite rightly because I think I th- I think he's. I think we've moved past him. Yeah, I think he's I, done. I agree. He's he
1: uh, like he can have had a really shit year. Like he got COVID, his dad passed away, right. like a few things. Like those can be a thing. And also like his football can also now we we are past that. Yeah. Um I think and I've I've never seen him as be even though he's the club captain. Okay. he's always been subbed off in games for the last couple of years. I don't think you sub your captain off. I think
2: he slows your play down as well. He, he seems to make everyone around got, him. Yeah, he's got no real recovery and, pace. Yeah. He's
1: not a leader. I don't see him inspiring, like, as driving anything forward. So,
2: I mean, uh, l- l- let me make it clear as well. I think the own goal was pretty unlucky. He was obviously just going for the block, but it, it's just another thing mm. to chuck on the pile, isn't it? <laughs> and it's it's...
1: Yeah, yeah, but if he's meant great. to be tracking that man anyway, it's a bit, you know, it's it's just typical that it is that after having a, a passable first half. But anyway, enough about that shit. Let's go on <laughs> to something that's uh, well, I guess is going to be a bit two ends of the spectrum here because we've uh, we we should mention a little bit of uh Liverpool six leads nil. Yeah. Um Liverpool backing that up uh, with. Just the five XG, <laughs> um, which is pretty much the highest, and leads generating zero point. One, uh the lowest Whoa. the lowest unless there was no shots um bad <laughs> many bad um liverpool of course as as was mentioned by oscar um winning uh, quite a thrilling nil nil of a uh, league cup final which 0-0. goes to the uh, to the end of the penalties uh been on a <laughs> keeper to save penalties doesn't save any penalties for anyone literally anyone and then kicks <laughs> over the bar i
2: mean it is absolutely hilarious let's not make any bones about it that is absolutely
1: hilarious but i i I will happily (laughs) tell anyone that he is the shittest keeper i've ever seen (laughs) and i think i've done it once or twice on this show maybe yeah but you
2: feel for like because it was obviously a decision that was pre-made you know mendy wasn't furious. It was clearly, oh, if it goes to penalties, this is what we're going to do.
1: And I think that's fine. Like, yeah. in penalty shootouts, especially recently, Keppers record is ridiculous. Exactly. In isolation,
2: good. the decision seems fine. But then it's just that, again, we'll go back to the word narrative of just, you know, what happened mm. with him and Sari before mm. refuse to go off. This time, he's fucking desperate to get on. <laughs> and then penalty specialist lets in 11 of them. 11. <laughs> and uh, then powers the ball uh into some oh. somewhere in west ball london bit. <laughs> and uh, it was uh it was Bad. An, interesting i
1: mean kepper is a,
2: yeah he's he's a Funny. character now yeah. more than anything i'm not sure
1: caricature maybe caricature maybe. yeah maybe. <laughs>
2: Yeah, very yeah, very good. Yeah, but rather than an actual goalkeeper, it's just a sort of oh, he's a funny football caricature. Brilliant, you know.
1: Yeah, he's basically just a punch and Judy stand yeah. in a net. Uh, with some gloves on, and who who fucking knows? Um, Fabinho done him with a Penenka. Yeah. He stood to one side for Van Dijk, oh, and he Van was a Dijk motherfucker went as well. Still he? fucking hitting it there, <laughs> bang! He was proper trying to psych him all out, like you
2: say. Yeah, m- being to one side during penalties, too much. Pointing for the um, was it Harvey Elliott's penalty? Pointing to where he was going to put it. He pointed to his right, and then Harvey Elliott went. Yeah, I'll do that. Bang. Still didn't save it. <laughs> Unlucky. Um, it was good,
1: good pepper content. Mm. Mm, good content. Yeah, and that's what we're all about. So <laughs> yeah, and, and as well, just in general, a good game and and mm. congratulations, Liverpool are on a trophy. That you know is 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 what you should be about. I Stick think. Sticking with was a... Kelleher in
2: goal as well. That's a yeah. Like uh, Klopp sort of said, Rakes like, him. yeah. Thought there was there was room for sentiment. Um, which was a lovely lovely little I think, thing
1: there. I think there's a yeah there was there was a few things that I liked pre-match and that was Klopp was and I think Tuchel said as well it's just like there there are teams you know Liverpool Chelsea Man City that all deserve to win trophies and then when you get to this point they it's all fair and they should be competing for them in 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 a positive really positive way which is Kind of shown on what happened on the pitch yeah they um, it. yeah and then liverpool in the league cup this year i believe they used 33 different players mm. um so they very much said it's a trophy for the whole club and you know we've we've said before about how their young players have, have come in and fit really well and they've dealt with a lot of injuries and so you know i think that's to be applauded yeah they are going to run their attackers into the ground and not <laughs> sub them off Um, 120
2: minutes (laughs) yeah yet again how many 120 minutes has Salah played this season oh Jesus
1: and they've got the FA Cup against Norwich in a couple of days like
2: yeah nil nil guaranteed
1: nil nil (laughs) um I I don't really have anything to say about the 6 nil. do you no not really I mean it was just a demolition job of a team that
2: was well, we'll get to it, I think, on the Bielsa well, let's, stuff. Let's, so, let's, yeah, let's go yeah. straight
1: to it now. It, it makes sense that then we move on to this week, Leeds nil, Tottenham 4. Leeds generating 1.5, Tottenham 2.4. And uh, Leeds United, of course, have decided that that is kind of enough and that is where they end the Marcelo Bielsa journey. Um, it, it's quite strange because I certainly haven't really seen any vitriol towards him before this of people saying get out you know like Leeds United fans yeah and the the outpouring of support and love and thanks for him is is actually quite touching um still even when he's leaving after saying goodbye to the fans signing autographs taking pictures all this kind of stuff
2: already plans in place apparently for some sort of like permanent tribute to him at Ellen
1: Road and this okay that's a bit much I'm drawing the line there. He got a fucking Amazon series, right? Like, they all love him. This is a bit much No, now. but they,
2: they, you know, when Bielsa took over, they were in the doldrums of the championship and he arguably got a squad up that didn't deserve to go up to the Premier League, you know, as in personnel quality, and he managed to to do that. Now, so, but what's funny is you get this... This statement about, you know, oh, we're, we're looking at some sort of tribute to him at Ellen Road, in the same statement that they're sacking him. Mm. And it's... I don't know, because we haven't really spoken about this yet. We like to sort of try and keep our powder dry for the podcast a little bit. We, we've enjoyed... A bit of light piss-taking of Leeds, certainly. You know, as we always kick against things that are actually happening. Leeds were doing well last season, so we were taking the piss out of them. Yeah, Leeds are shit this now season. Now we want so them like to do them. well.
1: <laughs> exactly, I want them to
2: do well. and They fucked it. <laughs> Cheers. But we have lightly taken the piss out of um, Leeds and, and Bielsa and Murderball and uh, the the you know one to one. Uh, man marking and the the crazy sort of fitness regimes and and the total inability to adapt to anything but yeah <laughs> but uh, oh here we go i don't see how a change of manager improves their prospects and i don't know what you think about it but like bielsa i feel like he's almost a victim of his own um you know when he when he does the post matches and everything, he never puts it on the players. He always mm. takes responsibility himself with his um, little hobbit translator, and um, <laughs> I, I, well. I he just always takes it on himself. And I wonder whether he hasn't been a. a a victim of that a little bit he never sort of fights back in in the not that the press have ever really gone for him but he, he never sort of kicks again. you know what Jose does but it's like, it's just, like it's when he was getting investigated
1: fault. for that spy gate I think is the perfect example when he was getting accused of doing all this and, and getting his son-in-law to spy and whatever yeah. <laughs> his response to that wasn't no I didn't do it it was I'm going to invite you all in and I'm going to give you a three hour presentation <laughs> PowerPoint on powerpoint presentation. about <laughs> everything that I do and see and data I have and I had before before I came to this country and this yeah and it was fantastic and <laughs> I think that's so kind good. of I think like and this is one where they say it's by mutual consent mm. I would not be surprised if it was Bielsa that instigated it as opposed to the club going to him that mutual consent that the club go look we're still kind of happy to stay with you I think Covid absolutely fucked them um, because you, it, it's no secret the wage to turnover ratio in the championship to chase the dream. Mm-hmm. Leeds have suffered from that famously before, um, which is what sent them yeah. down and, yeah. and, and, and meant they stayed down for so long. And then the year you come up is the year of COVID and you've got no fans in the grounds. And so you, you instantly lose a huge stream of revenue that you're then just having to catch up with whilst you're already clearing existing oh uh, That's
2: interesting. So the, yeah, I see what you're saying the year they get the sort of golden goose, it, doesn't turn out to be what it should have as been. much because yeah.
1: you know if you think if you've got a 20 th- i don't know what ellen road is it's a big stadium isn't it thirty thousand yeah yeah it's decent size you know, yeah. if, if you say if you say 40 quid a ticket times thirty thousand what's that 1.2 million a game um you know you're losing across the season that's that's huge
2: that would have been factored into your business you plan know, it, for it, going it, up yeah. yeah
1: exactly it's incredibly crude maths of course but no, no, no. you I, know i yeah. think it's, it's it's quite clear that it's it, it's a big factor and so you know you look at this year they've had masses of injuries they didn't reinforce in january for whatever reason and Bielsa isn't going to change his style he never has and uh, you know but this
2: is why i'm torn because the the injury thing you're absolutely right to bring up because my goodness they've been absolutely ravaged lose calvin
1: phillips lose bamford based on how they've been and all of their defenders i'm not even going to name check them they've all been gone
2: yeah i mean so but also he has to shoulder a certain aspect of blame because he wants a small squad that's what he does he wants to then just not change the way he plays not try and sort of shore things up i mean mm. you know we've we've discussed how much leads just charge into the opposition half all the time and that has happened regardless of situation of personnel when they've sometimes had 15 16 year olds on the bench yeah. and you know that so i'm i'm proper torn on it genuinely because i I do wonder what they can get that's any better. Now we know uh, it's it's going to be Jesse March. I think he might have even been confirmed while we're while we're recording now. Oh yeah, and um, and he's not much different to Bielsa in the way he wants to set up teams to go.
1: Yeah, super from-
2: attacking, like you know, fitness has to be tip top. So, but what I'm saying is, I just Bielsa and Leeds. For the last two seasons, even in the the season they got up to the Premier League and finished high, they had a bad winter, a bad a bad January February. Mm-hmm. To like the 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 um, record for last season's January February was pretty much identical to what it's been this January February. Maybe not in goals conceded, perhaps, but certainly it's a lot in just of goals. In, yeah, it is a lot of goals. But a lot in, of goals in games in um, results. And they've always turned it round. And, Mm. yeah, I do wonder, just because I think if, given the chance, I think Bielsa could have turned it round. We've got a lot of players coming back from injury now. I think that you'll probably get a bounce just from that. I don't know. All the players have come out with really effusive, positive statements about Bielsa. I just think, generally, it's a shame we're losing him. And I think it's... I just think Leeds could have hung on I I, I'm sad Hmm. that Bielsa won't be in the Premier League anymore I don't know where he goes next Uh, I think the overwhelming positivity that Leeds fans seem to have now he's gone as in like uh, towards him that he was fantastic for them it's it's just I don't know who who this sort of benefits I'm I'm As I say, I'm willing to be proven wrong when Leeds bounce back, but I think that'll be more because players are coming back than than any change of manager, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly, and... You know, on the Jesse Marsh kind of side, I can't claim to know a lot about him other than what I've read briefly over the last couple of days yes, and I a couple did, of yeah. videos of him speaking about kind of his ethos. He is someone from the Red Bull school of, yes. uh, of management. So uh, the same as your Hassan Hootles, your Nagelsmanns, your Rangnick, of course, who started yeah. that and your, your other Germans. Um, he has managed that New York Red Bulls, Red Bull Salzburg, RB Leipzig. <laughs> um, Leipzig, interestingly, he started there at the beginning of this season and got fired in December, um, after 21 games with eight wins, so and he's kind of one of the main things I've seen is where Bielsa would have a man-to-man press, and it was all about not letting your man beat you, and that's it, yeah. and you follow them and go everywhere, and that's why that's kind of intense. um March seems one of his main things is about it—the press being all together and as a team. Oh, that's uh, so very much a swarm, which makes me think it will take time to implement yeah, and adjust yeah that's a change yeah okay Which, if you're a team that at the minute isn't defensively solid and doesn't have the players and you're about to swarm high up the pitch and can be played around...
2: Right, I didn't realise about that tactical difference. Okay, that's...
1: But, yeah, yeah, you know, I think it could be a big risk. Big, big risk. Yeah. Um, That it might not necessarily fix things. Um, Because if we're saying, if as well, that we're saying that the players are burnt out and injuries and the fitness levels aren't there anymore, well, if they're then trying to deal with that plus a change in ideology, who knows Maybe for this season it is too late for Leeds. Um, Yeah, I feel like I caused that, I guess. Uh, we'll in a way, yeah. um, looking, looking, and and uh, I just wanted to stall for a bit of time there, whilst we look at the relegation percentages according to Five Thirty Eight. Okay, and Leeds are now third favourites at thirty five percent. You've got Norwich Oof. at ninety three, Watford at eighty one, Leeds at thirty five, Everton twenty five, Brentford twenty four, Burnley twenty one, Newcastle seventeen, and then Crystal Palace at two. It's a proper
2: relegation race, isn't it? I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, Brentford. Do I mean right what you have to,
1: Yeah what you have to look at it now is is obviously the the leads to Newcastle is kind of an 18% difference there or uh kind of 50 percent, if you're looking at it mathematically uh difference between those clubs of, go- of going down so y- you know like you just said brentford going down i mean that's that's a, that's a good chance there that, w- that we can move on to brentford um one point in god knows how many now and of course it was against palace i think it's nine games um lost to arsenal obviously last week and then a two nil to Newcastle after getting a red card in the 12th minute yeah. by one of your players who's just coming back it's not it's not good signs for them really
2: no it was a i mean it's a strange game because positives with uh, Ericsson, which we'll touch on but negatives yeah
1: beautiful yeah okay yes. well, let's get yeah let's start let's, with the positives. let's, positive. let's start with joy because i don't want to celebrate Newcastle
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah Ericsson, it was it was a great moment like all sides of the stadium up to um uh, applaud him as he as he came on and Frank said he'd get if some. If he'd have done a lap game. of
1: honour, would you have been okay with that? <laughs> yes. Funnily enough, okay. I might have been okay. <laughs> good, good to know. Okay, good.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna have to come up with some sort of ranking system. <laughs> <What> I'm <laughs> happy with. Coming back from cardiac arrest within less than a year, yes, I'm happy with that. That's fine for a lap okay. of honor. Thank you. Um but yeah, I mean we we've touched on it before. We we all were shocked to see the scenes I mean it was it was awful stuff at the at the Euros and Ericsson coming back so quickly and and he looked decent as well he, you know obviously maybe not fully up to Premier League pace yet but um he certainly looked like he can spray a ball as well as he used to uh, so that would be a positive definitely and it was it was fantastic to see him back um yeah, well, Thomas Frank said about the, the red card, well, it's, it's you know, one of, one of them random things that then... It,
1: it's, yeah, it was a silly shit red card. And, and we talk about the poorness of referees and we'll come onto it a little bit when we talk about Everton in a bit. But that was, it was a player who's just come back from a massive injury, is going to shield the ball when other players leg goes underneath. Like, so you did didn't you, think it was did, a red? No. I think it's one of those stupid reds where yeah, if you follow the letter of the law, but mm. is it supposed to be letter of the law? When does the spirit come in? When does it not? When do we allow a referee to make a decision? When do we say the T V man can make a decision? Right, you yeah. know what I mean? All this <laughs> fucking bollocks. See, uh, I, I it's thought, not a red card.
2: See, it, I thought it was a red. But right. I, I totally see the thing of there was no malice in it, there, you know, there, there was no intent at all. But I do I do just think it was a red. I think I think that you don't need much to happen for that to be a sort of serious ankle injury um, for the Newcastle player there. And while he didn't sort of steam in and and you know was was off the floor with two feet, I do think it was a red, and I think that. I'm always one of these people that says referees shouldn't worry about the time uh, that has passed on the on the pitch. For, no, because, I think that's that's fair. You know, very often you get. I mean, look at fucking Scott McTominay. Uh, well, that was that Scott was Mitty my next boy. one, and I, and
1: I know you you have to look at these in isolation. You can't judge. But how is what Josh the Silver did a red card, a straight red card? Well, and Scott McTominay popped yeah. someone's face open and get got nothing. Yeah. He didn't even get booked for that.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Like, where
1: is the the fairness? If we're talking about injury, be that a, a potential to causing injury. Yeah. Well, that doesn't doesn't really sway because then surely anytime anyone touches anyone else in the face in whatever form, well, yes, that's a red card because it could have been a lot worse. It yeah. Could have broken someone's nose. You know. It's.
2: Yeah. Just for me, it was just if if the foot had been planted, if it had been a bit more over to the left, you're looking at an ankle breaker. And just because was eleven minutes in, I was sort of happy to see the referee take. Uh, take action but I, I understand that you can maybe call it more of an orange yeah so anyway Frank calls it a random moment and I'm I'm happy to accept that and it maybe did sort of spoil the game as a spectacle um oh, 100% a, a if, you a, if you get
1: if you get a red card that early it, it the game's fucked that's it yeah
2: yeah done so new Newcastle managed to to secure you know 62% possession 16 shots they they use they use their um extra man advantage well um and uh eddie howe you know the tactical revolution continues chuck yeah Oops. oh the don't. the line seems to come down
1: what what do you want me to say mate <laughs>
2: nothing, i no, don't like nothing him nothing no they're all. gonna
1: do really great and they're gonna stay up and then they're, they're gonna <laughs> win all their games so it's yeah Good times? Whatever we don't yeah well I guess yeah I guess to be, be a Newcastle fan is good times like we don't get to enjoy chaos I oh, know. anymore yeah. you know i suppose but in this crazy crazy world do do we need more you know <laughs>
2: alright we're, we're, <laughs> we're the... switching now we want uh regularity
1: and... oh, i don't uh, who who knows just yeah. hold on tight baby yeah. um <laughs> if we are going to talk about you know terrible refereeing i think that is the time that we oh, uh, yes. can head over to goodison park <laughs> and everton nil manchester city one uh the xg where is the xg here it is uh 0.8 0.8 to 1.6 however I mean, one of the worst things I have seen, and then the the after effects um are ridiculous. Sky have said the club are absolutely incandescent at recent refereeing decisions. Uh and Frank Lampard is not happy at all. Um and I think he he made a really fair comment, which I like, and it's we've lost a point because of a professional who cannot do his job right. You start searching for whys, and I can't think why um pep guardiola has even said well if that wasn't given as offside it should have been a penalty the refs and the fa afterwards or whomever it is uh, ifab have said oh, we weren't checking for offside it wasn't offside we decided it was inconclusive he fucking controlled it with his arm um, it, the it, most it, it's... clear penalty I... but this is but <laughs> this is this is clear like what we've been saying that VAR is evidently it's not about getting the decision right It's about just propagating this bollocks of a ref. And I don't think it is to favour teams. I think it is to try and feign protection for people who just simply aren't fit for purpose in their job roles. There is no agenda against specific teams in terms of refereeing decisions. Referees are just shit across the board. And... This happening with Everton highlights that, um, you know, we had, sticking in the memory, you had the Jota penalty against Palace that that sticks in the mind mm. about that. You have refs waving players back up when they've landed on their fucking heads, Kevin Friend, uh, that then they just go to the sidelines for a couple of matches and then they're back on. I believe he did the League Cup final. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I can't remember. He did a big game recently that I was watching. Anyway, they're just poor and they can't keep up. And var not being able just to go you need to give a penalty there that is a fucking penalty Um, (laughs) let's not talk about all is the like if that's if you're saying that it's not necessarily about getting the decision right exactly forensically every time anyone with a quick look at that goes hamble i was
2: absolutely stunned at it because if you're um paul tierney who was the referee on the field and I think he was rel- I think he was unsighted for the, the the handball, which happens. You know, if you're Paul Tierney and you see that afterwards, I think you because you're the guy in charge. You're in charge of your assistants. You're in charge of the fourth official, and you are in charge of the VAR. They can obviously advise you, but you know, you, as in your your ultimately your call stands. VAR can't overrule you or anything, can it?
1: Which is fucking stupid. Yeah,
2: possibly. It is stupid, yeah. I mean, I don't know how it works. Unless you have a VAR for every specific match, I don't know how you could say that the video assistant referee can be the actual referee. Because at the minute, as we know, when there's six games on at the same time, there's one VAR mm. uh, for you know all of those matches at Stockley Park. And I think if you were to make the VAR the actual referee, I think you have to have individuals uh, for each match. But anyway... If you're Paul Tierney and you watch that back afterwards, you would be absolutely furious, I think. Why did you not tell me that that was a definite penalty? It's clearly a penalty. What, on what planet... I don't Are know you, I don't the, know, man. The, you know, he
1: should be able to play he should be able to see when someone handballs it like fucking that. I, I know what you're saying, but some sometimes... He shouldn't be he can't pass the buck on that one. As much as there <laughs> is that thing there to correct it and just say Well that's it, like the var, the VAR should just go, you need to instantly go to the screen now. Whatever this offside bollocks is, we can look out at this afterwards and it wasn't and they've said it wasn't, yeah, off, said it wasn't uh, offside. Yeah. You need you need to go look at this right now and say if you're happy to give a penalty for this. That's it. Don't worry about checking eighteen camera. Uh. Look at one instantly and go... That looks like it probably hit his arm. Go now, rather than me look at it at seventeen angles for for twenty minutes. Then I'll let you go look at it for six different angles for five minutes, and then we'll make a decision. Cut out the fucking middleman and just get him to instantly look at it again. 100%. Because there would clearly be something wrong with it. Then, whilst he's going and doing it, he can make a decision and go, "Yep, yeah, penalty. I'm going to give a penalty if you tell me this isn't offside." Yeah. They would yeah. then say, "He's not offside, Richarlison," I believe it was. Yes. Bang. Right. Thank you very much. That's a penalty. Handball. You controlled it with your arm. Whether the bounce, the spin of the ball causes that or not, you've put your arm out to control that ball. And as
2: well, the, the thing is, we, we've been told, finally, that, you know, the sleeve of the shirt is is your line, basically. So, you know, a, a T-shirt sleeve of the shirt. Forget that. His fucking forearm was making contact. I
1: I have yeah, no almost. idea. <laughs> it's like, if it's on the whole, like, my, my comprehension of, oh, it's the sleeve of the shirt, like, if it's basically on the whole thing, if it's like a 50 50, like, that's arm. Yeah. That's it. That's just how you deal with it. Because the, the shoulder and the sleeve is already the concession away from the body. Yeah. So you, that you can't then have another mid ground of, oh, it's only on a bit of his arm, a bit below the sleeve. Like, no, so bad. And you could tell exactly from Roger's face, he knew oh. it. Like they'll 100%. take it, and it will go. Like they got away with one, and they they sit at the top. And Manchester City are a great team. And but like I said, with. Um, the Palace match against Liverpool is that you don't need shit like that when you're a team like Everton who are fighting for every point and Lampard's trying to get something, deserved. is to have <sighs> all of this noise of bollocks that you can't control because of people that are quite frankly inept at their jobs. Yeah. And I know you and said Man
2: City won the XG battle, but I do think Everton, from watching the game, I think Everton deserved the draw. They at least deserved a point out of that game, I think.
1: Yeah, exactly, and they are they are filing official complaints about it, that and and that other decisions recently. Uh, of course, it will. And that's what's ridiculous. But Lampard will get a fine for saying that this person is inept at their job. Um, and he said, at best, it's incompetence. At worst, who knows? Yeah, obviously, in, in, implying some sort of conspiracy or potential uh, being bought or anything like that. Which you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to pretend isn't isn't potent- isn't a possibility mm. um, in this day and age. Who knows? So.
2: I mean, I'm I'm no fan particularly of Lampard and, and Everton, but I think you know I look at this game in isolation and go, Everton performed in, really well at, at limiting Man City generally to largely ineffectual attacks. I think they I think they did really well. Admittedly, Pickford was used a couple of times. You know that's what you got a goalkeeper for, and he did really well. That's what Bickford's there for. Exactly. Yeah, he
1: did. He did have some really good. I mean, he made seven saves as well. Seven, um, right. And the Foden goal was, you know, it's one player reaching <sighs> yeah. for it, getting a tap, another player. It like it's it was, it a lot has to happen. Really, there. was
2: one of them things. I, I you know, no one was to blame for it because I, I well, I didn't think necessarily anyone was to blame for it. Was it Keane who was wrong-footed mm. and his his weight was just on the wrong foot? There was yeah. there was not a lot you could do about that. And Foden took his chance because he is. A, a That's the poacher. position he has to like, be in. You know. That's the
1: position he has to be in in that situation. Yeah. He did exactly what he, what he needs to Absolutely. do. Yeah,
2: and uh, you know, there's no guarantee that had Everton got the penalty, they'd have scored it or whatever. I just thought it was one of them things where you you had a a, a game there that. Possibly could have, if it had been a draw, could have added to this new title race we've we've apparently got. And it, I thought we were maybe robbed of that because of a of a terrible decision. And and Everton, I thought played yeah. played very well against it, uh, an obviously brilliant Man City side. And and I thought they deserved a point. I think it was a
1: yeah a shame. And that narrative is just fucking tiring and deflating when it when it's it's someone not directly involved that feels like they're taking it away from you. Yeah. You know what? You can't you you know the penalty might not have changed everything, but you can't take away the 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 opportunity that you get. And when you have that injustice, and then you know against the run of play from a mistake, you get. The, you can see the goal that you do and you, you only lose 1-0 to one of the most destructive teams in world football at the minute yeah. um, you know it's very deflating and, and I think uh, I think Everton can probably take heart from that a little bit that they did run the best team in the league yeah. very very close um, I know you don't get an award for that and we laugh at Arsenal about that kind of thing but they're not trying to celebrate that you know yeah. um, at the minute Arsenal were celebrating losing 2-1 Um <laughs> At the minute. (laughs) Yeah, at the minute. I'll take the piss out of Arsenal, even if they are performing well. Um, (laughs) Everton have got a really key set of games coming up. Who knows what's going to happen against Tottenham, the lottery team. Uh, (laughs) -er -um, Lotterham. Lotterham Hotspur. Um, They've then got Wolves and Newcastle, Watford, uh, West Ham, Man United, Palace, then Liverpool, Chelsea. So kind of those Newcastle and Watford games will... Make a huge difference um, to the percentages uh, because it, in terms of points now, I know they've got games in hand, but they are seventeenth. They're sat there on twenty-two points with Burnley one point b- below them.
2: Yeah, it's been terrible. That you know, I, this this game aside, where I think they fought valiantly. It, it's been terrible, and Lampard's yeah. got to got To sort it out, you
1: know? he's got to. Yeah, it's not his fault, it's not his fault that they're there, no. but it is literally his job to get them exactly. out. So yeah. he, needs to, he needs to
2: correct good that. Good signs, Decorian, uh, Van der Beek both look great. You know, there, there are good signs, yeah. And if he can get the service, as we said, with this is old record stuff, uh, get the service to DCL, who isn't, isn't he wasn't in this, uh, it wasn't featured, was he? Is no, he still no. struggling? Jesus,
1: yeah, another little setback, I believe. I, I can't remember exactly what it yeah. is, but. I need to get him back and then get
2: get balls as we said the other Goals. day balls to him six yards from the goal and he will score them yeah.
1: exactly well moving on uh i'm just briefly going to touch on awful teams uh wolves wolves lost 2-1 to arsenal uh and then also what did they do they lost 1-0 to west ham yesterday they the did. arsenal xg was 2.7 to arsenal 1.0 to wolves and against west ham was 1.9 to to West Ham 0.8 to Wolves so they are not generating XG they are conceding XG I don't like Wolves.
2: Yes, the Chuck uh, anti-Wolves agenda has really come to the forefront in the last um. It has, of weeks. because
1: I felt really aggrieved. I have started <laughs> in, over the last month sorting myself out, going to a gym, exercising, yes. eating right, all that kind of thing, right? Exciting. And something I like to do so that it doesn't feel like a chore is I, I pop myself along to the gym, I pop the game on the cross trainer, Lovely. And, I, and I go at it for an hour. And I, I used that time... On Arsenal Wolves, and I was <laughs> interested in seeing Wolves. I had a bit of a vested interest in my, in my FPL team as, um, you know, I don't think I mentioned this, but I was on 143 points with four players left to play. I no, don't think you did um, mention that. No. Four of them were involved in that game. <laughs> I had two Wolves defenders, Jimenez and Kieran Tierney, who is now. Out. <laughs> uh, of course he is. And uh, I just watched Wolves, and Wolves went ahead um, through the Gabriel mistake uh, with, with He Chang Huang uh, coming in yeah. and scoring a, a decent enough goal from a tight angle. And then I watched Wolves for however the rest of the game was pass around a lot at the back playing a five two three realizing they had nothing to link the back and the front up then just hoofing it every single time jose Sar played a long ball arsenal picked it up and came back on the attack and it would just felt like an inevitable storm watching that game and i felt Dirty, <laughs> not just because I was getting sweaty, but because I was rooting for Arsenal uh, Yeah, at that no, point, that's enough to make you feel Because dirty, they were yeah. going at them, they were having and and Wolves only wanted to shit house in that situation. I think that's what they've been this year. They've scored twenty four goals. The only teams that have scored less than them are Burnley and Norwich. Granted, the only teams that have conceded less than them are Liverpool, Chelsea, and Man City. Yeah, their xG. The only teams that have generated less is Newcastle, Burnley, and Norwich um, but Newcastle is 0.3 away with a gaming hand so they're basically against them uh gonna go past them and then in terms of uh, XGA uh, expected goals allowed there's only one two three four five six teams worse than them so their overperformance performance hmm. on expected goals allowed is monstrous it's it's 15 16 goals
0: that's it's ridiculous.
1: Their top scorers are He Chang Huang and Raúl Jiménez on five. Yeah, like they. This doesn't feel sustainable to me in any way. They aren't enjoyable to watch. They don't generate anything. They sit back. They time waste from the very from the first second. It's yeah. yeah. I think their overperformance is huge this year, and I think, I hope. That they are going to drop down and they are only (laughs) in such a position as byproducts of the fact so many teams, i.e. your Leicesters, your Palace, your Villas, haven't been able to string enough. Everton being where they are, Mm. you know, if they're higher, there's probably four or five teams there that I think on watching them play should be higher in the table than Wolves and somehow Wolves are going to get a European spot. And it, it irks me. It <laughs> irks me so. See,
2: this is one of them things where, like, when it works, mm. you you can be, you know, you can be like, four oh, Wolves have been tight, haven't they? You know, and they're, they're, they're not conceding. But when you break it down like that, it shows you how well the goalkeeper has been performing and he is
1: Oh, yeah, Jose excellent. Sartre is, I, I would say, I mean, like, Kilman's been good. Cody's been good. Um, you know, you can't really drag them for, for a team playing defensive and they're doing well. Mm. But Jose Sarr is by far and away their best player this year. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And then it only takes a couple of results where they've not not been able to do that. And then the, it all comes crumbling down a little bit, you know. So, um, yeah, obviously they had the Arsenal result and then they've had this this West Ham result. Um, and um, yeah, I don't think Wolves looked looked great against West Ham. But then I think I think really for this game, because it, it was one of them where they Wolves just couldn't convert their possession
1: and their shot into anything. Into, because it's, into it's, it's into discordant. Anything. They they looked like they needed someone that could stretch the defence. Like yeah. against Arsenal, Arsenal just pressed them high. Mm. That was it. So all they could do, all the, and they just watched Wolves pass it from side to side, try and get into triangles back in their own defensive third. Yeah. And the, and, the, and then Arsenal would just press, 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 wait for them to launch the ball long. Then Arsenal defenders were winning the header every single time, passing it to their midfield. They had a midfield three, which outnumbered uh, Joao Moutinho and Ruben Nevers in there, so they could just bypass them and then hit behind the wing backs who were advanced and, and then come in that way. Yeah. Like it was just so. It, it, it was so easy to see what was going to happen in that game and I think that's testament to kind of how Arsenal are playing and how they're progressing um, because they have been doing really really well recently um, if we look at uh, qualifying for Champions League percentages they're four favourites at 61% now right. um, with Tottenham be- behind them on 19 and Man United on 17 and then obviously we know the top three are I mean Chelsea's 97 and the other two are higher than 99 um, so that's basically a done we- deal so like sorry. West Ham are down on 5%. 5%, okay. 5%, yeah, a bit of a bad run. I think Mixed that feels a little bit harsh to me. West Ham, West Ham have Liverpool, Tottenham, Chelsea, Man City right. still it's to a, play, and Arsenal. Right. Okay. Just not, yeah, so they
2: have everyone to play above them. I see, right, that makes a bit more sense, okay, because I, I, I was wondering why they were so low in the percentages when points wise they. Mm. look like they've banked plenty. So the, I mean this game specifically, I think you're absolutely right Wolves looked incredibly incredibly passive. Um and and West Ham I think were were relatively dynamic. I think Suchek's coming back into his own again. He's he's such a good player mm. he is he really is. And um I think they while Wolves had a lot of possession, you're absolutely right, it was just it was just passive playing it around the back just it's it's so dull. <laughs> you're absolutely right, it's so dull. It's awful.
1: And I'm not. And I'm not. And I'm not interested. Like I'm not a Wolves fan. But like you try and p- see the positives, and it just strikes me as fucking Hodgson. Whereas yeah. like this is going to be dog shit for two years, and you might get a result. Spurs the under it's the, results, it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, you get the results, but then you get the results, and you're a bit like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, we've only scored 17 goals in 23 games, so it's not exactly exciting. <laughs> this is what we pay our money for. You know, as a fan, what do you pay for? At what point, where is the the thing between pragmatism and entertainment? Where do you get that? And especially when you have football as a as a joy and as a release and as an escape. You know, I think that's why. Like, I, I, I if our points totals every year ended up the same as Hodgson's, as Palace, and we were just safe every year, but we got to see the football that we get under Vieira, I'd be happy uh eventually potentially that would stagnate but that would be me becoming entitled and I'd have to be self-aware about that <laughs> you know if we weren't then progressing because yeah. you have to you have to take the step back and go what do I want really because ultimately all this is to do is to bring you joy unless you have a direct financial interest you play for the club we do all of this for joy we talk about football because we enjoy it we record every week sometimes not every week because we enjoy talking about it and looking at it we don't pretend to be experts or whatever we just want to convey having a good chat and and getting to interact with you guys that's what we do those people get paid more in a year than any of us who ever see in our lifetime there has never been a greater disconnect between the man on the pitch and the man in the stands but we do it for those moments of joy when some bloke simply kicks a ball into the back of the fucking net and so i think like when you're in neutral and you don't see that from a team because for them they are just trying to make progressions and whatever and that's what serves their purpose and you never know might give the the leeway for them to build a squad to go forward but fuck if i ever want to tune into one of their games again (laughs) no way sir fuck maybe even the palace game coming up i don't want to watch against (laughs) Oh, that's, only, that's next weekend as well for... Fa- oh, God, I just realised.
2: <laughs> oh, that's ruined the run-up to oh, your week. I'm sorry, mate. No, um, but now we're going to lose. Talking about, I don't know how much more Premier League we've got to talk about, Chuck, but about the, the disconnect potentially between fans and, and etc. cetera. Um, Peterborough United are talking about offering a, a Peterborough United bond where you can invest minimum 500 pounds and uh, there will be they will they will guarantee a I uh, i think it was a seven percent return which is obviously uh, mm-hmm. you know pretty good above market rate well, yeah way better than you can get from a savings account or something obviously the only danger being if you're uh, peter we're gonna go to the out, wall. Of, <laughs> out of business Exactly. So what my question it's to you called is. called
1: the Darren Ferguson Severance <laughs> Fund. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna be paying directly part, into it. Part five. So my, when he comes back and gets fired and comes back and gets fired. My again. question to you is how many multiples
2: of five hundred pounds should I invest? <laughs> I just yeah, I just I just need to be
1: Club director, so desperate. Well, well, well. A grand? That'll probably do you. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's probably the limit. Yeah,
1: just tell them you'll bring your own asbestos and. (laughs) uh... 7%
2: Seven percent good, isn't
1: it? Seven percent. What do you get? What do you get if you invest five hundred? You get like a brick with your name laser oh, etched into it. I, I have no a idea. Tile, a tile. Like... A tile on a
2: toilet floor. The, the fact the club are even coming up with these sorts of uh, random ideas potentially worries me <laughs> a little bit. In a, in a, a year yeah. where we're supposed to be getting a new stadium and, and yeah. Anyway.
1: Oh, there you go. Then you might maybe you get to lay a brick. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe you get to put in the fireproof cladding, the new fireproof cladding that's all the rage and replacing asbestos, rightfully so, Uh, coming to a town near you. Hopefully quickly because it's not safe uh, Southampton beat Norwich 2-0 oh, on League, right. <laughs> Friday night um, Oriel Romeo scored a really nice goal um, Norwich are getting relegated um, yeah. And Brighton, oh, Plucky Brighton yes. plucky, plucky Brighton and Brighton. Villa Before this match hadn't won or scored a goal in three matches I want to say Three losses on the bounce until, Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Never mind, never mind Never mind. Um, How are all those uh, Brighton fantasy players working out for you, Ian? Oh, yeah, I've got two, haven't I? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was about to argue and then I realised
2: I had two, yeah. How are they? Yeah. I mean... uh, Oh bad. I mean bad. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> bad is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. That's it. Just wanted you to admit never yeah, owned yeah, any no, of them. That's, never that's will. Fine. Again, uh so <clears throat> we record on Monday. We've got bumper well, this is a double game week we're in, so Burnley play Leicester tomorrow night, but the real quiz is, and this isn't the quiz, because um I don't have a quiz, because otherwise Ian would just get a point, <laughs> FA Cup. The FA yes. Cup fifth round is this week, tomorrow, uh, and Wednesday, and weirdly Thursday, and a game on Monday next week. <laughs> um Why not? spread them out yep. but all the mock teams feature so uh yes. peterborough manchester city uh did you manage to get a ticket can you go uh, how many 500 pounds did you spend
2: this is irritating to me but i accept this is interesting to no one else but uh they l- limited well first of all they bumped the tickets up to 42 quid or whatever which I'm perfectly fine with because shock yeah Uh, but genuinely I don't mind that because plastics like me who don't go every week should be punished (laughs) you know this is a chance to milk Mm -hmm. some money so I don't mind that at all then they backtracked on that because all the scumbag Peterborough fans uh, weren't willing to pay that much Uh, so there was a big thing and it went down to about I don't know 35 quid or something but then they said we're going to T tier of the, tier the tickets, um, so we're going to f- obviously first release them to season ticket holders, fair enough, then mm-hmm. to people who have got a certain number of points over the season for buying tickets mm-hmm. again, yeah, fair of enough, course. and then we'll put them on general sale, and I thought well that's fair enough, I don't go to an- enough games, I-, I should go to more, I don't, and so fair enough, I'll just wait for general sale and see what I can get, and then I couldn't get a ticket for me and Finley because every single ticket has to be assigned to someone with a ticketing account, and funnily enough my 12. Your old son hasn't got a ticketing account uh, because i've always bought his tickets so uh yeah very irritating i'm not going to go uh because i can't get me and finley a ticket i could go on my own uh but although it's probably sold out now but um i thought i don't want to go without finley so i'm gonna watch it we're, we're gonna watch it at home it's on sky luckily so i can see us lose 12 t nil to to
1: man city as many as as many as 12 t <laughs> Just, you think?
2: I mean, Peterborough. Just it's just the worst time possible to play the best team in the world. You yeah, know? I mean, uh,
1: I'm going to predict that at least three of the city starting eleven have a number higher than eighty on the back of their shirts. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, that's, that's my fair. that's my prediction for the game. It,
2: well, exactly. If I did even take Finley i promising him England stars. I'm not sure I'd be able to pay yeah. off on that promise and I'd spend 60 quid to it.
1: Yeah. under 17. Stars. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah. Finlay, you're older than these boys. And... <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't chuck your chicken bolty pie at them.
2: That's uncalled
1: for. Well, especially not at the telly. Like they're not going to feel it. <laughs> yeah, I'll
2: be fuming if he does. Yeah, that, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, Palace have got Stoke. Um, just win. That's it. Only, only thing. I want an FA Cup quarter final. I then want but this is uh, it. A bit
2: close to the sort of you know the the proper stuff. The we're two matches from
1: Wembley. We're that two that matches exactly. from fucking Wembley. Um, so that's the only to one, and that's at Palace uh, tomorrow. Uh, Middlesbrough have got Tottenham. Chelsea have got. Luton Town Um, I'd love to ask Oscar where he thinks that is on a map Um, I've got history
2: with Luton that was my first ever game my dad was a Luton Town fan so like yeah Kenilworth Road the absolute shithole it is is it at Chelsea or is it at Luton
1: no it's at Luton
2: okay I'd love Oscar to go. That would just be amazing to experience Kenilworth Road.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wooden seats.
2: (laughs) All sorts of cheeses.
1: Exactly. We have Southampton, West Ham, and Liverpool, Norwich uh, rounding out our all Premier League ties. And then Everton have Boreham Wood. Uh, Could be just a win, Frank needs. (laughs) <laughs> to kickstart the season Get a bit of joy Question bit of, mark Yeah At Goodison Or, or imagine they lose <laughs> uh, They need to concentrate On the league to be fair yeah. And then uh, Mark Daffin Patreon Mark Daffin's Very own Nottingham Forest Play Huddersfield Huddersfield so easy win uh, you know we don't normally talk about the cups the coops uh, but, but we're all in it and we're all definitely going to progress I imagine if we all progressed <laughs> and then Palace don't get Peterborough again oh no, no yeah that would if... be so shit
2: yeah no, because we need we need a Palace Peterborough game at some point.
1: At some point, we haven't even played each other in a friendly. No, we need no. to get on to Dara. Let's get this sorted. Well, once um, I've got my thousands of pounds with the yes, that's will. it. You get to pick a friendly. <laughs> uh, is there one where potentially someone would send you a month's supply of socks?
2: Uh, this is the thing, doesn't it just feel like fucking Patreon?
1: <laughs> Does feel like Patreon. Uh believe it or not, we have Patreons. So you can sponsor this, uh Patreon.com forward slash miles offside pod, all sorts of tiers. Ian and I, if you've enjoyed our uh two-way traffic this week, uh without that American to bother us, um we also record another pod specifically about fantasy football. Um just kind of going through a few bits and pieces and kind of some tailored support beratement however you want to put Always it around uh, our patreons uh, that is each week as well as uh, plenty of other goodies you can get um, as well as a potential meetup that we've announced to our uh, guys our end of season party where will we be who knows uh, you can know if you give us money <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of Premier League now, uh, we've got the matches coming up for Game Week 28, which is a double game week for all you FPL nerds out there. Um, we start on Saturday. It's just a classic Saturday deadline. Uh, Leicester versus Leeds. The uh, Oh, Jesse Marsh has been confirmed. By the way,
2: that did happen probably around the
1: time you said, but it popped up on my iPad. Um, We then have Aston Villa, Southampton, Burnley, Chelsea, Newcastle, Brighton, Norwich, Brentford, Wolves Palace, Liverpool, West Ham. Uh, That's the late game on Saturday. We then move into Sunday, Watford, Arsenal and the Manchester derby with uh, Monday having Spurs versus Everton, which is probably about where we'll pick you up next week. Lots of uh, pretty good fixtures in there. I think there's a lot yeah. of fair contests, a lot More of teams. Tasty with
2: for the relegation battles, I think, isn't it?
1: I think so. And I think, like, Newcastle against Brighton. Brighton had a good form. And Newcastle have Norwich-Brentford is huge at the bottom for its yeah. implications. Palace-Wolves, again, for the, for the kind of next step. Liverpool-West Ham at the top. Um, Watford... <laughs> Manchester derby. Still have a game. Yeah, Manchester derby I guess that might be a thing. <laughs> um but anyway, let's uh let's Call get it. the fuck out of here call it. Uh, he's starting the music but we're recording it a different way which means I don't hear the music this week so I kind just of just have to it. guess and just work it out it. roughly. Um, say goodbye Mr Ian of Stimson. Goodbye everyone, goodbye Chuck. Good luck in the cup because you're fucked in the league. Thank you very much to our Patreon producers, Johnny Worthington, Nate Witter, Mark Daffin, Sam Danby, Jeff and Andy Pempreis from Sutton on his bloody birthday, happy birthday Andy, woo! Bye.